Please listen carefully. Welcome to the Rick and Dodd Show. Two dudes, a podcast, and some laughs. Prepare to be underwhelmed. And away we go. Uh, back again uh, for yet a, another week uh, of, uh, of the Rick and Don show. Um, ends up being a uh, eventful week for, for everyone involved here uh, with uh, some very shitty weather in the, the Chicago area for whatever reason, um, where it's now obviously May. Um, and it was 40 degrees this morning when I went to the gym. So, uh, I, I'm not expecting to kind of freeze my ass off, uh, in the middle of, uh, in the middle of May, let alone when, you know, my birthday's in a couple of weeks and I'm used to, you know, kind of being in full t-shirt shorts and uh, flip-flop mode by that uh, point. So, uh, <laughs> not sure what it's feeling like down there in, in North Carolina, but I'm hoping it's a little better. It's hot and gross already. Uh, so I guess I, I, I'm at the point where. <laughs> I was gonna say I get, I'd prefer I guess to be in jackets and sweats while I'm riding my bike around as opposed to uh, that you leave the house and you're already hot and sweaty and gross. Yeah, like I, uh, I volunteered at the at the church yesterday and uh, <laughs> was fucking took out like a couple loads and I was already like sweating. I was like, this is gross. This is I. Uh, we did so, uh, Jim, my roommate. And I, we all went to the uh, flea market uh, like a couple weekends ago, and it's been it's been hot and gross for a while now. So, like that weekend, it was just like, a couple weekends ago it was just so gross. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean it's been all right. I've been pretty much you know, I went out for a little bit, uh, and then came back. Um, I actually just got back to it. I ran out to Taco Bell. Grab me a quarter. Oh, I know it's gonna fucking eat through me too. It's awful. Like, um, so yeah, no, I went out a little bit, did a little something. I have like a lot of free time, so like I don't know what to do. Um, so just trying to get you more ideas for the podcast. Oh, I know. And sit around. So all I did today was like I applied for. one one job uh, last night started to fill out some unemployment stuff. Uh, realized I didn't understand like half of it, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna talk." I call my mom and see if she has any better, <laughs> any better of idea how I should answer some of those questions. And um, uh, yeah, and just like been watching a shit ton of the office because uh, I haven't been, you know, I haven't been sleeping great since Monday. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> go figure. Losing your job fills you with anxiety. Um, you can see how that would happen. Yeah. What? No. I, uh, speaking of that, so <laughs> this is really funny. So you, like, I don't know about you, but I often like, so every once in a while when I get like really upset about something, I sort of like, sort of like rage think like sort of like cruel things, like cruel and practical things to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, to that, you know, to that person until I can like, just like, you know, until I can just feel like, okay. And just like, I'm exhausted from hating somebody so I can just get over it quicker. Cause like to hate, like to hate it's, it's exhausting. And so like, once I can get to that point where I can just like tire myself out from hating somebody, I'm like, okay. And so I was like, man, you know, it'd be messed up. Right. You know, like if like, I'm just sitting there and like, I pull up to get some of the files and stuff that I worked on. Um, and I'm like, you know what would be mess? You know what should happen to that fucker? Somebody should blow up his RV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was fucking 
yes, yeah, kind of scamming old people and bullying him into buying stuff. Yeah, that's what sh- fuck him. That's what should happen. And I shit you not, I get out of the fucking car and I look over in the bed of the truck next to me and there's a propane tank and two bags of fertilizer. Well, and I'm just sitting here and I'm like, I've never exp- like this is my first time in my life that I ever would have been like, you know, I would have been like open to like a crime of opportunity Uh and of course it's just like domestic terrorism like what are you in here for well i got laid off and then i stole some fertilizer in a propane tank that was just right here took it 50 you know took it 50 feet (laughs) it's just so funny it's just it's just so bizarre i couldn't help but laugh at that i was like i'm not gonna do that universe you're pushing it pretty fucking hard (laughs) Just the the cosmic uh, awareness or cosmic rele- <laughs> relevance of putting everything right in front of you is. Yeah. I think that's. I think this universe is telling me I was gonna fucking punk out. Like, <laughs> you you won't do it. I'm like, uh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> but yeah, it's just so funny to me. I was like, man. And then I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, well, that guy's probably pissed somebody off to the point where he's like. <laughs> I've, I'm like, I'm saying, I'm like, what makes you think that's a great idea to ride around in the heat in the back of your truck? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, usually <laughs> I would end up seeing like folks uh, riding around with propane tanks and then not securing them, so they'd always be rolling around on so, top of the two bags of fertilizer. <laughs> yeah, and so just like all you got to do is hit the brakes quick, and then that's just <laughs> flying forward. Um, so that's like, yeah, how is that not dangerous? And then let alone with like in North Carolina, people driving around with their dogs, just in the back of the, the pickup trucks, not, uh, tied down or anything. And it's not like people are driving, uh, you know, defensively out there. So the, you know, the fact that anything happens and the dogs going flying is a, is a big thing in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to make it clear for our listeners. I'm not a domestic terrorist. I just have a loose idea of of those things of the universe but, telling you that that's your true calling <laughs> yeah yeah so um no like I, i'm not a big fan of not a big fan of violence on the on the on the on the real but no i it was just one of those things you just gotta hate it you gotta hate it out of existence and then you know you can be mellow like you know i get pragmatically i can understand things but you know when shitty stuff happens you get irrational the important thing is just to acknowledge that Yep. And I mean, again, that's where you end up uh, in the, the heat of the moment you end up see saw or you ended up seeing uh, because I, I can speak good. Um, <laughs> you ended up seeing all the signs and then, you know, took a breath and, and then waited so that afterwards you did not end up blowing anything up, which which, you know, uh, quoting a ice cube that that made today a good day. Yeah. I mean, it was all right. I mean, I came instead of doing that. I did the I did the rational thing and just came home and watched like a season and a half of The Office. But I mean, that's uh, you know often just as better, <laughs> if not if not you know amazingly better than pretty much anything else possible. Since I always when I'm watching The Office, I always forget the order of some of like the season, so I, I don't ever oh, remember yeah. like who's coming in, which, which season, like what some of the story arcs are. So I'll watch a couple at a time. And then like, I'm hooked to kind of rewatch the entire season just to see how it goes. Um, and so like, I always catch it on TBS and here and there. And then, so I was like, okay, I got to go watch some of it on Netflix now. I, uh, watched, I started at like season three. Cause that's the one I wasn't really familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then skipped around a little bit in that. 
Uh, and I'm like on season, made it through all season three. On season four, uh, Jim and Pam just got together. Uh, spoilers, I guess. It's about time. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like halfway, it's like, I think they don't get together until like the end of season, close to the end of season three. And my roommate and I are watching it. And we're just looking at it. I'm like, why don't they just do it already? Yep. <laughs> like, just get and, there. Uh, yeah, so. Everybody yeah, knows just, it. Just fuck. Yeah. And then Kevin figures out that they're doing it. That's so funny. That's so funny. <laughs> but yeah, it's a real, it's a weird and really intrusive way to get outed too. Like the camera crew takes it upon themselves to follow Pam. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, that's 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 messed up. <laughs> oh, that's messed up. So, I mean, that'll actually kind of segue into one of the things I wanted to, to do later or talk about later. Um, but uh, before that, uh, we wanted to see I, – I wanted to talk about uh, basically some guests you, you think we would be good to, to get or uh, tackle. Uh, we ended up having a, a number of people have, have reached out to, to either or both one of us or both of us. Uh, about you know coming on talking about some other stuff and, and things like that um mm-hmm. so ideally what would be some of your uh, your ideal guests to talk about how would you want to or what would you want to cover uh and where would you want to go based on kind of where we started with this and uh you know what we want to do and, and where we want to go with it um we could so i mean it's always good to have like you know artists and stuff on um I think that's really interesting just to get perspectives of that kind of stuff to see how people uh, tackle that uh, differently. Because if, because anytime I've talked about that kind of stuff, it's just boiled down to like, I don't know, I'm only kind of there for it and then it happens. So, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> um, so it would probably leave our readers very confused and like, I don't know. I was like, he talks about writing the way that I feel after I've had six beers. Like, <laughs> well, maybe that's how he feels about writing. So you know, yeah. you, you can't discount it. But um, yeah, it's like he's been in a bitter. It's like it's like he's on it. It's like he's it's it, he's in a it's complicated phase with writing, and uh, <laughs> it's like she wants half of his stuff. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, like. You know, so like stuff that would like stuff like that would be good. Um, you know, and any kind, you know, writers, um, picture people, photographers, musicians, um, like any of that, you know, any of that would be uh, exciting um, to to have on. Um, you know, it would be interesting to, um, you know, see a lot of different viewpoints and like other aspects as well. Um you know, like political stuff and, um, and, and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, like general ideas, sort of general ideas like that. Um, and that's, that's the thing be- where, when, uh, because I mean like uh, the majority of the podcasts I listen to, they tend to be more of the interview style. Um, there mm-hmm. aren't many that I listen to that are like a set format, uh, aside from the interview style, maybe like tell them Steve Dave is the only one that I listen to regularly that isn't interview based. Um, and it's always interesting mm-hmm. where, when they, they go on, I mean, there's always like either a certain comedian or a certain person here or there or whatever, um, where I, you know, 
I, I follow that person. I'm a fan of that person. So obviously I'm going to listen to the episode. Um, but then there's another one when there's a guest on where it's like, I have no idea who the hell this person is. And then, you know, obviously giving credit where credit is due, they're booked on the podcast for a reason, you know, generally listening to successful podcasts, they're going to have people booked that are interesting and, and guests, but it's just, you know, mm-hmm. there's no instant name recognition or no affinity to that person or whatever. So then eventually I end up, you know, listening to them um, and listening to the, the interview. And then it just ends up kind of blowing uh, my expectations for a lot of that um, just across the board for, you know, whether it's uh, nerdist or, uh, you made it weird or about last night or like any number of podcasts where there's a pretty large list of people that I don't have, I I have no kind of exposure to ahead of time. Um, and then it ends up being where they have, you know, a super interesting story. Um, there's a lot of insight into what's going on, you know, around them or just another, you know, view onto, uh, things that are going on around the world. Um, so it's, it's always something where I, as much as I like a lot of the, um, kind of the, the state or, or the kind of known aspects of a lot of the stuff inside any of these given podcasts that uh, a lot of the unpredictable guests are, are pretty awesome at the same time. Oh, absolutely. Like I'm all for, all for unpredictability and I'm a, I'm a much bigger fan of the, the interview format um, where they just sort of have a conversation about things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, like I'm really, you know, I really like, I really like a WTF pod there. Uh, with Marin yep. just be just because of that uh because it makes it really you know it's makes it nice so makes it really enjoyable where you feel like you're just sitting down to listen to the conversation instead of somebody kind of telling you um you know instead of it feels more natural big yep. fan of that exactly and i mean it ends up being a case where you kind of see a lot of those podcasts succeed because they end up having good uh, or the the hosts are talented and are able to to kind of interview, but you kind of see a little bit of a different aspect of it. Where with WTF, uh, Marin usually ends up having a couple of couple of people on there, um, and has you know so a pretty good quick thirty minute uh, interview and kind of puts two of them together for an episode, uh, and then he'll do like a, a decent intro and then you you've got an episode. Whereas like something for. Um, uh, you made it weird where he ends up having like three hour, uh, uh, interviews where like the, the one I, I was listening to last week where it was, uh, Pete Holmes had Allison Williams as the guest and they literally talked for three hours. Um, and you end up covering uh, an entire spectrum, but then by the time you get to the end of it, you're like, well, that didn't seem that long, but like going into it, it's like, well, how the hell could you end up having that? But you know, it, it's such a good conversation that it ends up not being, um, you know, that big of a deal to, to kind of figure out. Yeah, I, I will say with uh, with Pete Holmes, though, I feel like he talks a little bit too much during his uh, during his thing. Sometimes he gets uh, he gets a little too focused on on Pete. Well, that's what it, it depends on the guest. Um, where it'll end up being a uh, an issue that uh, again, like he he mentions it as well, where he's like, I may have said this before in the podcast, and that in and of itself is is a joke. Um, where like it's it's definitely like yeah you've said it before multiple times you've acknowledged it before et cetera et cetera um, but it's 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 something where again like because he did have a talk show so he had like a monologue before um, so it makes it a little bit more to kind of where because he doesn't have that kind of semi regular outlet 
uh, like he'll still put that in the podcast as far as talking there. Whereas like Marin does the same thing. Like Marin's intro would be that where he would have like a 15 minute intro as opposed to it being like interspersed throughout the uh, kind of the Pete Holmes podcast. Yeah, that's true. That is true. That's fair. I mean, and I don't want to say like that's not to like discredit, you know, because I love you made it weird because uh, um, I really like the insight. Just sometimes, you know, Pete gets a little too. Mah! Yep, exactly. Right, Pete, calm down. I, I definitely understand <laughs> that one. So, I mean, some of the some of the guests that I'd want to get on, I mean, we've when when you sit down and think about it, like we end up having a pretty wide group of friends. Um when you kind of dig into it that I've had a, a pretty decent uh, number of life experiences. Um, so, I mean, one of my uh, friends from North Carolina, uh, he's, you know, he's a musician. Uh, he's got a couple of amazing companies. Um, he's, he's in a band right now uh, that is, uh, they're coming up with, or they're soon to release like their second album. Uh, but he also has a, uh, uh, he's partner with a, um, uh, essentially a, a nonprofit that uh, works in the schools uh, to help uh, raise awareness uh, of and prevent teen suicide um, and, uh, you, you know, doing some deep, cut, deep cuts here, uh, formerly worked for Disney uh, at Disney World. Uh, and so it's just, you know, you start going into all these different facets and there's a lot of stories there that it's just like, oh, well, they're just, you know, our friend and we would talk to them or do whatever. Um, but he's also uh, a huge comic fan. He's a, a huge uh, magic nerd from uh, he doesn't he hasn't played in a long time, but he uh, uh, one of his uh, his, you know, holy grails back in the day was getting a getting some uh, sinkholes uh, to play with. <laughs> um, but then also, you know, a, a writer, blogger and stuff. So just like one of our friends on would kind of, we would be able to definitely, you know, dive in. And I'm sure, again, it's the kind of the aspect of we're not even scratching the surface for, you know, talking to each other just since we've been so topically oriented for a lot of it. Um, but, you know, that's Chris is, is definitely uh, ready to, to come on whenever we can organize uh, um, the, the multi-person call um, for, uh, for Skype and that uh, somebody of my uh, technical prowess could actually figure that out. Um, and then like similarly, like one of our, our friends, one of my friends from growing up and, and, you know, one that, uh, I introduced you to through, um, through magic. Uh, but he's very mm -hmm. much, uh, in the, uh, he's in the, the DC area. Um, so it ends up being something where the greater DC area, not necessarily in DC, but, um, there ends up being a lot there for, uh, you know, a lot more of the, the social empowerment movements that are going on. Um, so not even necessarily from, you know, uh, what he's doing on a daily basis or, you know, work or whatever like that, like it would be with, with Chris, but this is something where these are, are movements and kind of other people and other groups that he's gotten into just based on, you know, some of the same intents that we have, which is, you know, equality, um, a lot of the, the same type of obviously non-discrimination, things like that. Uh, and just a lot of the, the people he's gotten in contact with, um, a lot of the, you know, uh, efforts that, that he's been a part of, uh, since I'm getting tongue tied. Um, but just there, there's a lot there where again, it, it can be, you know, a pretty benign, um, kind of, uh, setup, but just the, the places we can go, the amount of things we can do in there, um, are, uh, 
pretty pretty radical or, or pretty deep and, and kind of all encompassing. So I mean, those 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 two guys would be the the next set that I would look at to to try to see what we can do from a kind of a not in a non denigrating way, but from a, a, a low hanging fruit kind of small potatoes where we, we've got some, some guests that we could expose to the audience that would, would have some pretty amazing stories, but it's not us jumping through hoops to be able to coordinate something with them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, hoops are hard to jump through. So, uh, I say, especially when they're on fire, man. So <laughs> that was not a great joke. That was, uh, that was some D plus open mic stuff. Um, yeah, no, I mean that would be fun. Like, because um, we because we know people, and it would be really interesting just to to get those stories out there. And the cool thing is that that would remind us of like things that we have forgotten because we might have told the story so many times or, exactly. or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I, on the other hand, I, I say that more for you because me, I only have like six stories, um, and like most of them are sad and one's weird. So. Uh, <laughs> That's it. I have done nothing in the 27, almost 28 years I've been alive. Um, so, like, I went to Kentucky. That place is kind of a shithole. No, but, uh, <laughs> no, but yeah. So, no, I think it would be good. And it would be good to open that up and, and just to talk about, um, you know, whatever's kind of tickling the, you know, tickling the fancy there and uh, start getting more, more people on. Be exciting. And so, I mean, that goes out to the audience. If you are a, a, a listener um, and, and you want to come on and, and talk to us or, you know, have an interview or uh, even kind of to that point, um, interview us because, you know, there's things that you know about us, uh, whether you're friends or family or otherwise, or something you've heard that uh, would be pretty cool. Uh, I mean, let us know, reach out, and then, uh, you know, maybe we'll go into one of those two or three things that, that we know about uh, that we haven't actually uh, – you know, glossed over in our heads as unimportant, but that are actually somewhat relevant to us. Yeah, it'd be fun. Uh, it'd be fun. We do have the email, uh, which is, I think, the Rick and Don show at gmail.com. Yep. Um, you can always email us questions there, which we should be, we should have been saying, but uh, we have there and the Twitter. Again, um, with forgetting to actually promote stuff or to, you know, think things are important, that it, it ends up being a, a thing where, we're not even promoting our own email and stuff, so that would be something that would be helpful. Yeah, yeah, I'm probably gonna have to write a little script, scripty script for that. Ooh, oh, maybe that was both of us. Uh, uh oh, I hit the wrong number. Um, okay, no, that was just me, and I heard the echo. Uh, so. Yeah, no, I mean that would be good. I probably have to put a little scripty script together to uh, to remind that and just tape it to the wall or something over here and be like, "Don't forget to say this at some point during the show," because that's how I sound in my head uh, to me. Again, in the kind of the whole whole uh, area of promotion, somehow Apple never took it upon themselves to actually you know contact me and say that. Uh, they approved the submission to, to iTunes, uh, but we are now indeed on iTunes. Um, so you can you can subscribe in iTunes, uh, in Overcast, in Podcatcher, in whatever uh, you know feed reader that that you're working with. Uh, but but we are there now. If if you go into iTunes and search for uh, Rick and Don Show, uh, we are there under the uh, uh, under the podcast episode or podcast category. So that's a, that's pretty cool as well. And I, we should have an about section. Uh, yeah, yeah, that'll get there. <laughs> I did. 
I, I did send Rick rough draft, so that's balls balls on Rick's court. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, only we'll took me there. like two months. <laughs> <laughs> it only took me two and a half months, but uh, yeah, because I, uh, I I'm slow when it comes to things. Um, yeah, so no, that'll be good. Well, I'm excited. We're on iTunes. Uh, that'll be fun. Like some iTunes stuff, some so, iTunes goodness. I mean, going have, to, to iTunes and clicking on the related podcasts. I mean, there's the Joe Rogan experience and Nerdist and Bill Burr and everything. So, you know, we're right up there with those people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, same, same, uh, same, same, same stuff. Exactly. <laughs> same, same category. So uh, I, I, I'm I just glad I, I would check so, that then. So then otherwise I would yeah. have just been kind of waiting checking our email that we never tell anybody we have just to let you know apple email us and say that we're on there so yeah so uh kudos to uh to apple for letting us know that that actually happened but we'll uh we'll tweet that out later so that before this episode goes up everyone knows that we are on itunes and we can start subscribing that way yeah no like, and that'll be cool i can be like yeah we're on itunes it'll be it'll be exciting i uh it'll be it'll be my my first time on itunes I'm so, 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 so excited. So, Nervous. Yeah, well, exactly. And so now you, I mean, aside from the SoundCloud link, I mean, this is something where, again, everybody can now download it straight from their phones or, you know, a, again, mm-hmm. give us reviews or, or ratings um, and, and kind of keep going there. And it's it's just, it's a hell of a lot easier to do that um, and kind of work inside there. Although the iTunes client or the iTunes app is absolutely horrendous. Um, and so loudly, which is, I'm, I'm surprised that it's still, you know, currently in existence, but, uh, that's, that's something else from a kind of, uh, performance perspective. Um, <laughs> I was going to say now that we're with iTunes, I hope iTunes takes us to prom and we're not just, uh, iTunes isn't just using us for our podcast. Uh, I, I, th- I think we'll have to, to kind of keep, uh, keep pushing and then, uh, I mean, hopefully we can uh, we can wait to to get a, you know maybe some of that Nintendo sponsorship first, and then and then maybe see about some of the, the Apple goodness. Oh yeah, get that get that iTunes, get that get that sponsorship. So speaking Dear of Nintendo, uh, uh, Nintendo, did you end up picking up Mario Kart yet? Not yet. Um, I'm trying to figure out some stuff that I'm going to trade in because I have like a twenty percent trade bonus on for Mario Kart until like the middle of May. So. I'm going to see if I can find anything juicy and trade that in for, for Mario Kart. I've also got Disgaea, uh, Disgaea 5 that I pre-ordered, um, which I may not actually get. I was just so desperate to, to buy things on the Switch. Yep. Um, I was like, that's, that's a JRPG. It's like tactic yep. like Final Fantasy Tactics, and I'm, yeah, I'm not yeah, into yeah. that. Yeah, me neither. Um <laughs> So I, I ended up playing. We were at we were at a friend's house over the weekend, and they randomly had a switch where they just found one at like Target one morning, um, and so the, he had picked up Mario Kart. We were playing that, um, and like I know I'm showing my age at some point. Well, I guess a combination of age and ignorance. But like, when did so many Mario characters end up like kind of just exploding and being like? Uh, palette swaps of every other character in there there's like 14 different like princesses now that are in mario kart 8 um i i knew like some of the there were some new toads that were out there for a while but it just seemed like like i went on the character select screen and i was like 
holy shit, how am I expected to make a choice out of like 64 characters? Um, and it was just, it was just, and then you can change their colors and do all the, all this other stuff. So like, I, I, like I knew of Wario obviously like a long time ago and then they had like Waluigi and stuff like that. But just the, ah, the, the character Waluigi. selection is, is just ridiculous. And so I ended up picking Metal Mario. I have no idea what that, who that's from, where that's from. But he seemed cool, and he was chrome and metallic-y, so I, I was racing with him. Um, yeah. But I, I have, again, no idea where these characters are coming from. So Metal Mario, the Metal... Okay, here we go. The So two points. The first uh, is Metal Mario actually, I believe, originated in Super Mario 64, because there's the metal suit in that, and um, which lets him like sink to the bottom of shit. Uh, so that's where that comes from. And two... Um, which is not a great thing for character select. And so for the Wii U, what happened, um, which really made me sad, uh, was how Nintendo presented a lot of their multiplayer games uh, by just doing an awful job of uh, character selection. And I'm using air quotes there. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, uh, in the past, we'll talk about Super, uh, Super Smash Bros. In the past... Uh, there's a character, uh, Kid Icarus, uh, and uh, Kid Icarus has uh, – there's two Kid Icaruses you can choose from in uh, in Super Smash Bros. for the Wii U. Uh, you have Dark, you have Kid Icarus, and then you've got uh, – oh, God, I, I can't remember. I, I know his name's not – is it Icarus? I don't – anyway. So they've only got two games for this, this, this series. That's – that's Nintendo's fault, not mine. I don't care enough. Uh, and then you have then you have the dark version of that, and uh, of that character. And what upsets me is that the dark character plays just like the light, the regular character, and there's only one move difference. Okay. So the characters play exactly the same, except for the one the one move has a different animation. To me, that's not a separate character. That's a palette swap. Yeah, exactly. Like the original like Mortal Kombat where you had uh, a lot of the same characters that were, were, were palette swaps that were true palette swaps where you just had all the ninjas that were then just 37 different yeah. types of ninjas along the way. Yeah, and like Nintendo got really bad with that with Mario Kart 8. Like Metal Mario, that's he a, a Mario in a suit isn't a character that you race with. Yeah. Like, and then you have all of Bowser's kids in that garbage. Like, I never play Mario Kart and be like, gee whiz. First of all, I never play Mario Kart and want to be more than, like, one racer. You know, like, or, like, I'm racing. I don't care who's driving the cart. Yeah, and, I mean, they ended up having some, when I was looking at it, they had some, uh, you know, special talents on, like, three different dimensions, so that's good. Um, But you eventually get to a point where, just because it's a different character, but they have the same exact stats as another character, it doesn't really make sense, and then you're just kind of yeah. confusing everybody, and then it eventually becomes like a DLC grab. But uh, I mean, yeah. I'm not I'm not paying for any Switch DLC at the moment, so I don't really care either way. But you know, it's a uh, it's a the principle of the thing. Their whole fucking library for me is DLC because I have a Wii U. Yep. So like, I bought the DLC for Mario Kart Wii U. Could never get anybody to come over to play it. I played it with like other people, like maybe two or three times in the four or five years I had the. Oh my god, yeah, four or five years I had the Wii U, and then now I have to go to play the game functionally again in a substantially better mode. I have to go and buy the entire game again for sixty dollars. 
Yeah, it's, like, it's a, a bad model all the way around. Yeah, like I am super, like super, super disappointed. Um, and I couldn't like sort of just like I don't feel as like justified to get it because I played it on the Wii U. But you get double items, which is a lot better. You've got a better a better battle mode, but like it's it. I didn't buy the Switch for that. I bought it for some of the exclusive stuff. So like, it sucks that and we're kind of getting a hosed here uh, because um, we've had we had Mario Kart Eight come out deluxe come out in April. Then you've got uh, Arms in June, which means you basically have to buy another controller at that point. And then after that, you've got Splatoon 2. So if you didn't buy another, at least one other pro controller, now you've bought you've bought at least two pro controllers and like four games. Mm-hmm. And it's just like uh, because for actually for Arms you've bought a pro you for Splatoon you have to buy the pro controller, and for Arms if you want to play somebody else on the TV you're probably going to want to buy the more of the Joy Cons. So they've bled you for two different controllers and like three games. Yeah. And they've all got fucking... And then there's the fucking Zelda DLCs finally coming out. So they're going the whole... Uh, uh, basically, the, the Apple uh, accessory route then to, to make sure you're, uh, you're, you're definitely uh, taking... You know, putting your money where your mouth is and, and kind of uh, sinking you into being wholly invested into your, uh, into your experience on the, on the Switch. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't mind it, like... Because like I obviously nothing's forcing me to get all those games, and very you know it is very likely that you know I don't have to get arms right away. But you know, like you know, you're gonna want it because I mean that's like you, you were, and what they did is they starved you so hard at the beginning. Like I have never bought a system and then immediately started buying stuff off the eShop. Mm-hmm. Just because I was just so starved for games. Like, I've been playing, you know, I got Puyo Puyo Tetris, which is impossible, by the way. Uh, you know, I, I got that. That was my that was my big my big uh, purchase for for the Switch recently. Uh, but man, like, uh, too damn too damn much. Like, they starved you and then they're like, oh, here's a little bit. Here's a little bit. And I'm like, well, I'm going to buy all these because I need stuff to play on it. Just get rid of this damn PS4. If it had, if the Switch ever got Netflix, yeah, I mean that that where it would be uh, again where it, they know that they can do that where it's a much easier distribution channel if they don't have any content um, to be able to just to, to throw all that stuff out there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like I get it, but you know, and it just bums me out a little bit. All right, oh, yeah. so uh, in the spirit of getting you out of being bummed out from all of that, I, I have a new ad hoc segment we can try if you want to do that. Um, so in uh, kind of following on from some of your uh, your keen uh, imp- imp- yeah, impressions or impersonations uh, from a couple episodes back, um, I figured that uh, kind of uh, since someone else had also shared some of your, your acting stuff on Facebook uh, and you could get oh. some of your, uh, your, your spontaneity going um, – uh, we can kind of preview some of the summer's movies, uh, but I'll read the the name and then the the clip that's on um, uh, that's on IMDb, and then you can give us a uh, a impression of what the uh, the trailer would sound like, or or your review of the movie. Uh, you know, two, three, four months before it even comes out, and then we can always come back and see how it goes. 
Oh, do I get do I get to watch the uh, do I get to watch the 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 clip on IMDb? Uh, that would probably take too long. If we had more time, we could do that. So for the the first time around, for the the movies that I'll, I'll say the May and June movies that we can go with, um, we'll, we'll go ahead and uh, and just and I'll I'll just read the the title there. All right. Um, some of these you should be more familiar with. Um, but then, uh, but then afterwards, uh, or next time, we'll we'll do this on on days that we have more time and we can uh, keep the clips in so that at least uh, uh, listeners can listen to it if they want, or we can we can uh, kind of cut it out and, and make it shorter. Um, yeah, but, I'm game. So be fun. Yeah. Are you a? Have you seen? Uh, I and I know we've talked about some of this before, but I can't remember. Um, I mean, are you a Marvel fan for the the Marvel movies? Uh, you know, I like them for, um, I was actually just talking to our, our friend of our, uh, our friend Ed about, uh, like, uh, art in general. And every once in a while, I like a really good, uh, I can shut my brain off kind of experience mm-hmm. in those Marvel movies on the whole, generally just deliver that ex- deliver on that where I can be like, Ooh, I don't know. It's like Marvel movies. I imagine are probably like Tyler, <laughs> the Tyler Perry. I don't know. No, I'm not even going to say that, but, uh, <laughs> But yeah, no, they're they're pretty fun. They're pretty fun, uh, fun summer watch. Okay, so then, do you want to go with you want to do the voiceover for what the trailer would be, or you want to basically give uh, uh, kind of assume a new role as a movie reviewer and give you a review of the movie before it even comes out? Uh, I'll do I'll do I'll do the review. We'll see how close I get. Okay, um, so to to start us off, then since uh, there's a, a new one, actually, I mean, I guess it's out now since who the hell knows when they do movie like when they movies come out because there was a premiere for this last week and like it doesn't come out till this weekend but there's already shows tonight and tomorrow and so who who the fuck knows um but this is guardians of the galaxy (laughs) volume two so the the clip uh, and again we're going on the imdb clips and uh, imdb is like wikipedia for media um so anybody can come in and write stuff because i've seen tons of stuff on there that is blatantly incorrect um, as I'm watching the same show on TV. Um, but the, the clip here says, Set to the backdrop of awesome mixtape number two, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 continues the team's adventures as they prove or they unravel the mystery of Peter Quill's true parentage. So what is, uh, what is Don, the reviewer's uh, futuristic review for this one? Uh, so you're going to have, let's see, so key things that are going to happen in this movie. You've got uh, Batista, Batista's character Drax uh, doesn't pay attention to something. Or take something too literally. Uh, then you've probably got Baby Groot growing up. You've got Bradley Cooper as a raccoon. That's probably going to say something snarky from time to time. Uh, you've got uh, Chris Pratt doing what Chris Pratt does best is being Chris Pratt. Uh, and the plot, let's see. So the plot of this is they go on the look for that. And then you're probably going to get uh, shocking cameo, one, two, Stanley cameo. He's getting old too. Uh, they should just tape all those in advance. Uh, I think they may have because based on <laughs> based on what I saw him here in Chicago, he's not going to he's not going to be making some of what they have uh, lined up for the rest of the way. Yeah. Um, so we get so we get that. So uh, the plot is Peter or Star Lord goes on a search for uh, his parents or his his parent maybe uh, some of that nonsense. Uh, from what I know from the comic, I think his dad was an alien. Yep, he he was basically a I believe like a a, a, a photon based being or basically a light based being. Um, so he's he himself is part human, part alien. Yeah. So uh, 
Yeah, and we'll just throw this one out there. We'll probably get a surprise rock cameo. Uh, that's probably actually totally wrong, but <laughs> I mean, what what's predictions without outlandish predictions? So that that's good enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> so there's there. So the plot of that is they go through, they go on an adventure. Uh, probably, you know, they go. He goes on an adventure, does some stuff. They get into some hijinks. Nobody almost dies because it's a Disney movie. And uh, and then he finds his dad, and then they set it up for a sequel. Okay. Um, yeah. Do we want to give a, a preemptive rating system here, what you think it'll be? One out of five-somethings? Uh, yeah, with five being the highest superlative. Yes. Okay, so uh, this one is going to be a nice intro to the summertime, summertime movie uh, game we got going here. Uh, it's probably going to be in theaters for about maybe two. I don't, I don't, I can't remember what a long run is, but it'll, it'll probably be there for the, a decent run. And it's probably going to be about three, a solid three and a half stars. It's going to be fun, uh, campy, uh, because I don't think when Peter Gunn does dark, it doesn't go well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So I think we're going to get about a solid, you know, whatever the runtime is of, of camp. And, uh, yeah. So about three and a half stars if you want to go in and, and shut your brain off. Okay. That works. Um, so the next one we've got coming up and I don't want to skew your perspective here, but I, I think the, uh, the artistic integrity of this next one, um, is kind of implied by the, the brevity of, of the, uh, the tagline here. For uh, for Pir- Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, coming at oh. the end of this month, Captain Jack Sparrow searches for the Trident of Poseidon. That's it. <laughs> and the review for this movie is the audience finally realizes collectively that they knew lo- no longer care about Johnny Depp or Black or J- Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> uh, two stars. <laughs> That's that's, 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 that's generous, and I think I think that two stars may be riding on uh, riding on on the history of the franchise there. But uh, I'll, I'll kind of go with the same one. Um, so so moving into another uh, existing IP, um, since I, I'm hoping you know when I click uh, the next page, there's there's some net new content that both of us know about that uh, hasn't been remade yet. But uh, this is Baywatch. Uh, starring the the Rock and Zac Efron, um, so when the the tagline for Baywatch is longer than the tagline for your movie, you probably have a problem. Um, but devoted <laughs> lifeguard Mitch Buchanan butts heads with a brash new recruit. Together, they uncover a local criminal plot that threatens the future of the bay. Uh, this movie makes the uh, the plot synopsis of this movie is the Rock and Zac Efron make the Dax Shepard reboot of Chips look like Citizen Kane. One star. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that, yeah, that looks amazing. Um, based on based on your review, that's one where uh, you know you just need to go and sit and that that's where it, you know, inherently becomes a, uh, an interactive movie experience. So you can yell at this yes. with all your friends. Yes, absolutely. Uh, probably the, also uh, the, the B plot in this is millennials first seeing this a wonder what B watch it, Bay watches and, uh, B try to remember why the rock is famous. 
<laughs> that's pretty much uh that's that's the b plot for that that movie as well god damn it it looks like <laughs> the majority of the summer is all of the big movies that i mean i haven't seen much promotion for anything that isn't an existing uh mm-hmm. isn't an existing property there's there's some few at the bottom of the list, so we'll, we'll get to some original ones but um the next one opening the the month for june uh is wonder woman so before she was Wonder Woman, she was Diana, Princess of the Amazons, trained oh. warrior. When a pilot crashes and tells of conflict in the outside world, she leaves home to fight a war to end all wars, discovering her full powers and true destiny. Who's is is this a is this a Zack Snyder joint? Uh, it is not a Zack Snyder joint. It is in the DC Cinematic Universe, um, but Zack Snyder, I don't believe, is attached to this one. Uh, it's directed by Patty Jenkins. Um, and, uh, I, I don't believe that Zack Snyder even, uh, has a, a producing credit on it. I, I could be wrong, but I don't feel the need okay. to dig into that. Uh, but, but for uh, all intents and purposes, uh, Zack Snyder is, is not associated with the, the movie Good. in and of itself. Good. Cause he's a pig. So, <laughs> um, yes. So, uh, let's see for Wonder Woman, um, the audience, uh, the plot synopsis for this is that the audience uh, realizes how much they love bright colors, such as light gray and <laughs> and beige. Uh, and this film will leave the audience wanting more of those stimulating colors and, and cinematic beauty that is the DC cinematic universe, <laughs> uh, which leans, uh, leans heavily into the monochromatic sphere of color. So it's the one chance where they can uh, use things that are on the actual color palette as opposed to just the void of color in life. Yeah, like, I hope, I hope, um, like, so, yes. So, un- like, they're going to want to attempt to use uh, to use bright light colors, uh, but they're probably going to mute them uh, to the point where you can barely see anything, uh, which is a DC Cinematic Universe. The, the DC Cinematic... The DC Cinematic Universe is basically stuck in its uh, emo phase, uh, and has been, and it's been stuck in the like the mid two thousands, is and has basically refused to grow up. So, um, yeah, I I want this movie to be really good, um, and I'm hoping uh, since you know uh, society has been starved for strong female. Uh, strong female characters. I hope they at least get wonder woman. Right. Um, the, you know, that's why I asked I was, that's what, you know, I'm glad Zack Snyder's not, a, uh, not in that. Um, but princess, uh, Oh my God. I almost called her princess Diana. Is that right? Yeah, that's true. That's an accurate name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a princess, but, um, yeah, like, the character from what I've seen, because I've, I've experimented um, a little bit with the the DC animated films, which are uh, arguably better than the movies, the the, the stuff put up by yeah, Warner Brothers. The, that. Yeah, the animated films are arguably better. They give you better pictures of the characters on the overall. They're, I mean, they're still, you know, cartoons, but they do a much better job of capturing the characters and those spirits. Um, I hope this is good. Uh, and... Um, I'll give this I'll give this movie the benefit of the doubt since there is no Zack Snyder I'll give this about two and a half stars. Okay. <clears throat> so you know, right par for the course, which should be better yeah. than some of the other ratings from the past couple of DC movies. So not bad. Um, yeah. 
the next one, uh, based on the director's name, I want to give it a shot. Um, based on the IP, I'm indifferent. And then based on the lead, I can really give less than two shits. Um, but this is The Mummy, 2017. An ancient princess <laughs> is awakened from her crypt beneath the desert bringing with her malevolence grown over a millennia and terrors that defy human comprehension. Um, so uh, right now, like they're telling you in the tagline that you're not going to know what the hell's going on because it defies human comprehension. Um, so this is going to be an interesting one to sit through. Uh, and so again, for folks who aren't keeping up on, on pop culture, this one is starring Tom Cruise. Um, so this is uh, one where it's going to be interesting to uh, have someone who was literally as tall as King Tut uh, be there fighting uh, newer, fancier, and, and kind of bigger monsters. Um, so what are, what are your thoughts on this one? Uh, so the plot synopsis for this movie is that uh, it gets allows Donald to remind everyone that he hails from the same hometown as Tom Cruise, which is Syracuse, uh, to the point where it becomes so annoyingly nauseating that everyone beats the shit out of me during the, the during our viewing of the Mummy. Um, this movie, I saw. Yeah. Hey, did you guys know that Tom Tom Cruise is actually from Syracuse? Yeah, he had like a different last name, but he changed it for show business. But uh, my mom told me that one because we learned that one in a crossword and in, in a word search. She doesn't like crosswords. Um, yeah. So this I saw a trailer for this movie. Um, my roommate and I actually saw her watching TV the other day. This movie looks really bad. Um, and. The trailer, I oh this this movie looks like a hot mess. It's going to be a one star, one and a half maybe. Okay. Yeah, this movie's not going to be good. All right, so let's see. Moving on, the next one it's uh, it's a new one. Um, It's kind of a twist on one that was that's already been made, Um, but again, uh, similar to some other movies, we're we're switching up the the, kind of the gender roles here. Uh, But this is called Rough Night. so this is a male stripper ends up dead at a Miami beach house during a bachelorette party weekend. This is starring Scarlett Johansson, Zoe Kravitz, Kate McKinnon, and Demi Moore. Oh, uh, oh let's see. Oh boy. Um, is this booked as like a comedy? Yeah, it's a comedy. Oh, uh, well, I don't know if we've realized, but I believe Scarlett Johansson can't be funny. Um, well, she hasn't been funny yet, I should say. Um, at least anything I've seen her in. Um, I got, so uh, my bold prediction for this is that the dead male stripper is going to be somebody probably really famous. Uh, it looks like it's one of the car- or one of the actors that used to be on Arrow. Uh, oh. Just looking at looking at that really quick, so it, it was oh. uh, one of the the younger uh, or one of the uh, sidekicks there. So uh, Colton Haynes, it ah. like it was going to be him. So uh, he's very stripper esque. So it's a good part for the role, but I don't think it's going to be kind of a cameo or anything like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, that changes the whole that changes the whole thing because there's going to be flashbacks in this movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's why I was like, oh, it'll be somebody really famous, and that'll be that'll be a joke. Uh, Correction, uh, it is if it is if it is Colton Haynes. There's going to do some talking and some bad acting, and there's going to be a whole bunch of gyrating. Uh, this movie does not sound great. 
Um, this movie actually sounds atrocious. Um, and that's unfortunate because I do like Scarlett Johansson and I like Kate McKinnon. Um, but I do not have high hopes for this. Um, this is not, I, uh, this is probably going to be like a half star. This does not sound, this does not sound great. Okay. Um, so going from there into the next one, uh, we're now back to existing IP, uh, which leads us to, uh, fifth or sixth installment of this series, uh, which is Transformers The Last Night. Um, so the, the tagline here is humans and Transformers are at war. Optimus Prime is gone. The key to saving our future lies buried in the secrets of the past and in the hidden history of Transformers on Earth. If this is anything like the previous one, they're going to wait about 90% of the way into the movie to actually show you the stuff that was on the trailers and posters. Um, so hopefully that would change. Um, although I'm now seeing Anthony Hopkins in the tagline here, so I don't know where he plays into this. Um, but this is going to be an interesting one, uh, to see where they pick up from the last one that was woefully underwhelming. Uh, so what is your, what is your preemptive review on this one? So to make this rating of this one, I would like to go and redact my last, my last rating. I'll give that one a star and I will save the half star for this Transformers movie. Um, Oh, so bold prediction for this is that Optimus Prime isn't gone. He's probably just evil. Um, I've also not been in touch with any of these movies. I got forced. I was forced to see the first one twice in theaters and watch bits and pieces of like the, the second one on cable television. Um, this is a franchise that uh, takes things that I should like. Um, uh, voice acting. Uh, and CGI animated robots fighting each other uh, to a point where I should be able to turn off my brain and instead leaves me empty and questioning why I hate myself so much. So, um, yeah, this is going to be this movie is going to be a train wreck. It's going to be par for the course. Um, these movies have almost always been train wrecks and really disappointing. So we're probably going to get some really convoluted plot. Probably some aliens, some more conspiracy theories. Yeah, like this. This movie's not. This movie's not going to be great, and it looks like, uh, for what I've seen so far, you know, if this if this is May and June, I can maybe go see Guardians this weekend and uh, get do some hard passes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can save you can save up your money uh, and and wait till till later in the summer because looking at the rest of this list, there's nothing that you're going to be missing out on. With maybe the exception of uh, uh, of the next one that we'll touch on really quickly, but what's your what's your star rating for for Transformers? Uh, half star. Okay. Uh, yeah. we, we won't go into this one since there's uh, unless you know much about it already. Um, I've heard nothing but good things about it, but it's the big sick. Uh, this is Kamal Nanjani's new movie, um, where it's a, it's very similar to Pete Holmes's crashing series on on HBO, where it's a, a comedy drama slash romance type thing. Um, I've heard nothing but good things about it. It's uh, it's pretty high on Metascore right now. It's it's been going around the uh, the festival circuit. Um, uh, the tagline is a couple deals with their cultural differences as a relationship grows. So for you know a smaller uh, independent uh, festival film, that's not much of a tagline as opposed to these large big budget tentpole films, uh, mm-hmm. especially from a company like Disney. But uh, we won't review this one. We'll just go ahead and plug this one. 
uh, since we neither of us know much about it aside from me looking at the the poster at the moment uh, and a, a lot of the hearsay saying it's it's uh, very well done so far. So yeah. that that that'll does, be a recommendation to check out. Yeah, that he that does sound pretty good. I that would be interesting to see. So based on some of the underwhelming stuff that we've had so far, uh, we'll we'll jump into July uh, and hit hit some of July since there's a, a decent amount there, Ooh. and then we'll we'll call it a night. Um, but the next one is one I'm actually looking forward to, um, something I'm hoping doesn't disappoint, uh, but this is Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, so following the events of Captain America Civil War, Peter Parker attempts to balance his life in high school with his career as the web-slinging superhero Spider-Man. Uh, yes, the bold prediction for this uh, is that... Uh... Or not bold prediction. The plot synopsis for this is I realize that I'm a new chapter in my life when I'm overly attracted to Aunt May. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that's that's pretty much it. This is going to be uh, this should probably be pretty good. Um, I think they did a great job of casting Tom Holland as, as Spider-Man. Um, Marissa Tomei never disappoints unless she's an empire playing some crazy money obsessed lesbian, um, which I wish I was just making that up. Um, but I'm not. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Empire is a hot mess. Uh, so, uh, yeah, she was weird in that, but, um, she wasn't very good, but, um, that's because I actually think the writing wasn't very good in that, but besides, besides the point, um, the, uh, this is, should probably be pretty good. Uh, Disney. This is a this is a this is a, a, a co-op joint uh, with uh, Sony and Disney here. Uh, so I should probably say Sony and specifically. Well, I guess since Disney owns Marvel. Yeah. Um, and I think they probably had a substantially stronger influence in this uh, because I will say this. This will I will say this uh, that this will most likely be Sony's best produced film of the last th- four years. Uh, because Sony, as somebody who's a member of the Sony screening uh, club uh, for advanced screening passes, they have put out subpar movie after subpar movie for the last three years, uh, which is if people actually ever went to the theaters to see their movies, they would understand why Sony's like Disney, please help us mm-hmm. um, because they cannot be making money. Um so this is this should actually be pretty good. Um, we'll get some good we'll get some good Peter Parker action uh, for for uh, comic book fans, um, and hopefully some action. I have I have good expectations for this. I'll probably say this film, um, if it's primarily Robert Downey Jr. trying to bang Aunt May, um, you know I'd, I'd probably give this one. Uh, I don't know three and a half four stars. Okay. Probably three, probably at three point seven five. Yeah, I have high hopes for this movie. I'd bump it up a, a for me, in my opinion, I'd bump it up a full damn star. Just the fact that it's for once not a reboot that is another damn Spider-Man origin story. The fact yeah. that it's we understand he got bit by a radioactive spider and he's he knows how to use his powers. That's fine. You know, we can move past that. We can move into that uh, and see where it goes from there. So the fact that this isn't supposed to be a reboot story, uh, I'm very, uh, very happy about. Um, let's see, going down the list here. So there's a couple here. Uh, we'll go with, we'll go with uh, the next three and then call it a, call it a day. Um, have you heard anything about Valerian? Oh, no. Okay. So Valerian and it, the City of a Thousand Planets. Uh, so, uh, 
let that sink in. Um, a, a dark force threatens Alpha, a vast metropolis and home to species from a thousand planets. Special operatives Valerian and Laraline must race to identify the marauding menace and safeguard not just Alpha, but the future of the universe. So this is uh, Luke, director Luke Besson's uh, essentially uh, masterpiece, uh, uh, piece de resistance uh, type thing where um, this is getting some really good reviews. Uh, it's a, again, French director um, coming from, uh, I believe, uh, existing material from a, a French comic, um, but very, uh, very sci-fi and, uh, all the stuff I've heard so far, uh, about this is, uh, you know, everything that you need in a, in a sci-fi movie. Yeah. So, um, I, for, for those uh, that know me, um, when I do get a little bit into, into the, the fantasy, I lean more towards sci-fi. Um, this is something I could probably check out. Um, I'm not, I'm not too familiar with the, uh, with it, but this is something I would definitely keep open to because this is an original IP, right? Uh, I, I believe so. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I don't believe it's anything that's ever been done in, uh, in a, uh, video form before. Yeah. So this is something I could, I could actually get behind. Um, yeah, so I could just from the sound of this, uh, I'm sorry. Did you mention casting earlier? Uh, I did not. So it's got, uh, uh, Dane DeHaan, uh, and Cara Delevingne are the, the two main leads. Um, uh, if you don't know Dane DeHaan, he was the character, he was the lead actor in the Metallica, uh, through the never, um, uh, kind of, hybrid uh sci-fi movie slash concert video a couple years ago um cara delavine's been in a bunch of other stuff uh but then clive owen and ethan hawk are also supporting actors in this as well i will say this that uh ethan hawk is actually um not bad so um and clive owen's not bad either like they try it sounds like everybody in this will try so there should be at least some uh it's not going to be an unpleasant viewing experience, so we could probably sit down and go maybe three stars. Okay. Normally, I, I yeah. gloss over this next one, um, but based off of your reaction to some of the trailers that we saw uh, when we were back in, in Raleigh over the summer and uh, you, uh, Amanda, and I went to go see Central Intelligence, I'm going to put <laughs> this one on the menu. Um, this one is Girls Trip. When four lifelong friends travel to New Orleans for the annual Essence Festival, sisterhoods are rekindled, wild sides are rediscovered, and there's enough dancing, drinking, brawling, and romancing to make the Big Easy blush. So the key here are the stars, which is Jada Pinkett-Smith, Regina Hall, and Queen Latifah. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. The plot to this... Uh, is me explaining why certain racial stereotypes <laughs> are not okay. <laughs> um, this sounds, this movie sounds atrocious. This, I mean, I, I like Jada Pickett too. I like her, but she's not even like, she wasn't even really great in Gotham. Um, oh, jeez. This does it. Uh, do you have director possibly written by uh, director Malcolm Lee, Malcolm D. Lee? Um, not sure there. Writers Kenya Barris, uh, Karen McCullough, Tracy Oliver, and Erica R- Rivenoja. It looks like. Um, 
So, bold prediction is there's going to be a fart joke in this movie. Um, yeah, this movie does not sound great. And look, look, man, I like and I love strong black women. I love when they have really good stories to tell. This does not sound like a very good story. <laughs> I, I, I think I think that's your review in a nutshell. Is <laughs> I love strong black women, but this does not sound like strong black women, and just move on. So, yeah, yeah, uh, zero stars. Okay. <laughs> so the the last one I I I hope you've uh, you've been exposed to as far as uh, the uh, the IP that this is based off of. So this is uh, a first time coming to to the visual medium, um, but it's been around for close to 12-ish years um, now that uh, this was going on when I was in college, but this is The Dark Tower. Um, Ooh. So this is the gunslinger Roland Deschain roams an old West-like landscape where the world has moved on in pursuit of the man in black, also searching for the fabled Dark Tower in the hopes that reaching it will preserve his dying world. Um, so are you familiar with the, with the, the Dark Tower series? That's written. Oh God, is that written by Stephen King? Okay, good. I wanted to say that, but I wasn't entirely sure, and I didn't want to be like, <laughs> I didn't want to completely embarrass myself. Yep. Um. Yeah, I think. Uh. Uh. Was it Idris Elba? Exactly. Isn't this? Uh. I don't think he's ever done anything bad yet. I would completely so, agree with that. So this is this is something where from the wire to his, you know, uh, unfairly small role in Thor to uh, Luther, uh, and I'm sure there's other stuff that I, I'm just you know blanking on right now. But uh, like everything he oh. does is a home run, and he completely redefines the character uh, and what you kind of expect for that. So I, I expect nothing. Yeah. I haven't read this. I know of it. Uh, some of my roommates in college uh, actually read it um, and are huge fans, and I have other friends that are huge fans of the, the series. Um, but this is one that I, I very much expect to be a home run. Yeah, me too. And I know that I know the other guy. There's like an, the other guy's another uh, big name guy in that too. Matthew McConaughey's in it as well yes. as, as the yes. other main guy. Uh, and I will say this: that um, Matthew McConaughey really impressed me in Interstellar, or as I like to call that movie, Space Batman. Um, <laughs> I I need to get a shirt now that's the Interstellar logo. It just says Space Batman on it. <laughs> Especially, I mean, like half the cast is the same. So, um, no, like I I actually my roommate was telling me about this earlier, and I can actually really get behind this. Um, I, this this does sound like a very enjoyable movie experience, and. Um, definitely one to look out for during this this block. I would probably end up saying that this is probably going to be hope. You know, here's hoping that the only thing Stephen King has to do with this is just the rights. So, um, well, you, you, like I mean, you know, it stays true enough, but does it pretty well. I have issues with King, but um, I, I can say that this has the potential probably for you know, three and a half, four stars here. Um, just with a fresher IP, um, the experience here, the experiences, the, the goal here is hopefully for the experience of watching this film to be a bit more fresh. Um, that can really get you, that could really get you excited and amped for it. Um, so I'd probably go play it. I'll split the middle, probably just do like 3.75 stars. And, uh, well, and, 
now we know why you're a math major or why you're not a math major and you got your MFA because if we're <laughs> splitting the middle, that's still two and a half, not three point seven five, unless you're three and a half four. But we'll 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 let that go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll. Yeah, so no, it'll be uh, it'll it'll probably be pretty good. Um, this is one of those movies that's probably going to be very good for the first couple of years that it's out, um, and then it's going to be good once it gets to DVD. But the longer it's on DVD, the worse it's going to get. Um, <laughs> not necessarily uh, because like any like visual or special effects or anything. It's just that the market's going to change and the movie's not going to feel as good. And again, it's it's something where it's a it's a singular property that has a, a set series. So kind of coming back to it. Uh, is and it's not necessarily a, a kids movie, um, so it, it you know it could have uh, staying power like Lord of the Rings just based off of that. But obviously, Lord of the Rings had much more uh, literary time to, to kind of build that up to, uh, and for them to, to knock it out of the park. So, but that takes us yes. uh, into the end of July. Um, so now you've at least got the the, the next three months of, of movies that, that planned out based on uh, Donald's recommendations here um, that that you can go see <laughs> and and not see. Um, you know, fair enough. Uh, and then we'll, we'll go from there, uh, to figure out, you know, uh, what it is. And so if you end up seeing any of these movies and, you know, uh, Donald's, uh, prognostication, I was trying to make up a word and then I just ended up going with the word. Um, so yeah, if any of Donald's prognostication is spot on, let us know if it's completely off the mark, uh, let us know and we'll force him to go watch them and, and, you know, and see what was wrong. Um, I think there's a couple that you're hundred percent dead on with a bullseye. Uh, I won't say which ones because I, I may check them all out and uh, and you know <laughs> take notes. Um, but uh, but that's uh, pretty pretty good for this week uh, where <clears throat> we talked about you know what guests we want to do. Hopefully we'll try to do that sooner rather than later. Um, as soon as I'm home on a weekend, I, we should probably coordinate a, a guest recording on a Sunday sometime since that's a little bit more flexible for everybody than trying to figure out something during the week. Um, we are on iTunes now. Uh, so we can start uh, start you know pushing that that iTunes uh, iTunes gold uh, and getting it out there uh, and uh, the start of the new segment this week. So I, I think it was all in all a a, a pretty good week for uh, for coming back after a series of topical episodes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it'll be it's uh, it's been good. It's been fun. Um, that email is uh, the Rick and Don Show at gmail dot com. We are also on Twitter, which is uh, at uh, Rick and Don Show. I think. Oh Jesus. Um, I've got my personal Twitter logged in on my phone and the show's Twitter on my computer. So let's just double check that. <laughs> oh, no. Maybe I'm... No. Did I at least follow us? Yeah, it's Rick and Doncho. Okay. At, okay, good. At Rick and Doncho. Um, I'm so bad. Good. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm so bad about where I put those and things. <laughs> um. On an unrelated note, Twitter is telling me I should follow a hot topic, so that makes me feel great about myself. Um, so, yes, yeah, so please interact with us on those questions, comments, corrections, because um, I know half the stuff I say is wrong. So, yes. But as long and, as you check, say it with conviction, that's all that matters. That's true. Uh, yeah, at least I understand why the Civil War happened. So, um <laughs> Yes. So unlike other other Donalds in the news. Um, yes. But yes. So subscribe, uh, follow, get in contact with us. Uh, tell your friends. Um, t- tell your friends that we, we, we cured you of your limp that you walked with. And 
Make sure subscribe, follow us on iTunes, all that good stuff. Excellent. Sounds good. Please listen carefully. See you later, everybody. Adios.